knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And how's everybody tonight? Big Dave and Joe, another edition of the show, and we have a special guest tonight, uh, our good friend Tony Burns from the Seminole Gaming Company. He is now the marketing director for Seminole Gaming, uh, left his position, uh, was promoted from tournament director of the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood, and has been replaced over there by another uh, good friend who was at the aisle with him and with Mike Smith, uh, Jason Heidenthal. And uh, we hope to have Jason on the show sometime soon. But uh, he is now the tournament director over there, an experienced guy that everybody likes, uh, much like Tony. And uh, now He's going to have a lot to live up to because uh, Tony did a tremendous job and got nominated for all those poker annual poker awards. Absolutely. Uh, of course, uh, William Mason is uh, the poker director over at the Hard Rock. And, and uh, he doesn't get as many mentions, not only here, but uh, all over the place, because he doesn't really uh, like the spotlight. He'd rather just kind of stay behind. But there's another guy that uh, was at one time, worked with Mike Smith. And and, and I guess he learned, because Mike Smith doesn't really like to have the fanfare either. He just put together a hell of a team. And Absolutely. Makes your life a lot easier when you work with a really good team. But I wanna, I'd like to do a story for Annie Up. I'm working on um, trying to get them to have me do a little feature on... Uh, the Mike Smith tree that uh, is very pervasive in poker here in South Florida now with the naming of Dave Berman over at the uh, at Dania. Uh, Dania, Dania Poker Room as the uh, p- director of poker. Uh, just l- a week and a half ago, Vinny Gatto got the job full-time as the director of poker at the Isle. Well, and you got Tony and Jason over at the Hard Rock, and I'm sure we could come up with several Well, more. let me tell you, Dan. I mean, Dan, listen to me. I'm sorry, Dave. It's okay. Uh, I've had that other name on my mind all day today talking about stuff at work. Um you know, we had discussed, we had talked with Mike Smith here, and I remember I met him once at at at, um, at the aisle, real nice. But I had never gotten to work with him, you know. And then when I went to represent uh, the the tournament that we won't mention on the air anymore, okay, down in Aruba, you know, he ran it for them. Right. And you know, I was quote, well, I guess one of the supervisors. And at that time, you know, I had already been running my own room for <laughs> 15, 16 years. And just to let you know what, what kind of a person and, you know, how I looked at Mike and, and what I thought, that I went up to him after, you know, we were coming to the end of the tournament. I said, Mike, let me tell you something. You know, we've spoken once. We've met once before. I said, but I've always heard such great things about you. You know, uh, you know the people that I've spoken that I really respect in the business, you know, have always said really nice things about you. And I said, I, I want to add my, my name to that list because, you know, I, I've run my own room for many years, as you well know. And I go, and let me tell you, I have learned a lot of things from you just this these last week that we worked together. I was so impressed. Name one. What of the things that I yeah. learned? Yeah, I, I thought of. I thought that I was very organized, and his demeanor, and he's he's dealing. Remember, he's dealing with a group of people, some that he worked with, others that were coming in, and he was able to get us all to work together, like we had been doing this for many, many, many years, and that's a very tough thing to do, you know, because. At that point, Dave, it's not like you're hiring people and they're getting paid and they know they got to, you know, they, they got to 
for lack of a better word, kiss your ass until they get to know you because you're you're responsible for their paycheck. You know, we didn't. You know, we 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 could have told them to you know go go screw himself and and, and we'd still get paid and 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 spend the week there in paradise in Aruba. But he had such a command without even raising his voice or anything. You know, like I said, his organizational skill was you know phenomenal. He worked with some of the people he had never worked with me. And the way he handled me, you know, I had no issues. You know, I, I don't have an issue because I know where I, where my place was. And out of respect for people who I wanted them to respect me when I was a manager, when you know. And it was just, I don't know, I, I may not be wording this correctly, but it was just so smooth. And there was, a, you know, we had a lot of people, a lot of things going on at the same time. And maybe it's because I had never dealt with that type of format because our tournaments were one tournament over a course of two or three days. These were multiple tournaments, then running them in the... And he positioned the people beautifully. He handled everything so no one had way too much on their plate and somebody else wasn't doing anything. And you almost didn't know he was there. Sounds, you, like, sounds like the correct wording to me. You know, he, he, <laughs> he you knew he was there, but... You know, you turn around, and, and it's not like he, he had hands on everybody. No. He put the right people, and when a situation arose, he quickly went in. doesn't really look like a guy it. who would lose his temper quite easily. No, no. I mean, granted, we're all down there. It's, it's almost like a, a working vacation, but you were working. Because let me tell you, when I was there, it, uh, you're on your feet a whole lot. You're dealing with all these people. Um, and again... Um, it was just, I was so impressed with how smooth everything went. And, I mean, I was down there uh, with a great young man. As a matter of fact, the, uh, uh, remember the young lady that we had in here, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, with the massage with Felix? And this guy was her boyfriend, which they're now get engaged to get married. And um, I met him for the first time. He asked us what to do. We got organized. We had all of this done. We were there two, three days. We bonded very closely. And then Mike Smith comes in like literally the day before and puts everything into place. Tells us, okay, we're going to handle this, this, and the other. Spoke me. Spoke with all the other people that were there. And just like I said, I couldn't believe how smooth that really ran. And the two people running that tournament that, you know, you know, I don't want to put them under, but, you know, they were stressing out, and Mike Smith was just handling everything, and again, if there were any issues, you know, a sign of a great manager and, you know, a great leader is, I'm sure he had to put out some serious fires over there because of whatever glitches, you would not have known it because of people complaining or any of the staff complaining, so, again, just so impressed, I know how hard that is to do. And to do it on the fly, so to speak. I know he had done it a year or two before with the first two years. But I was just extremely blown away by, by how professional, soft-spoken, handled everything so smoothly. So a hell of a guy. So I can only imagine these people learned all of this, like you're saying, the Mike Smith tree. <laughs> now that football is over, you know, you have the Andy Reid tree and the, the, the Belichick tree. Exactly. You know, this, this is that's very what, that's impressive. That's what I think of it. Uh, but uh, we'll give them a plug. Uh, Maryland Live, of course, where Mike is now. Uh, they are holding a WPT Deep Stack Series in March, March 13th through the 23rd at Maryland Live, which is uh, 
uh, right by the uh, Arundel Mall, I guess, uh, up there. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know that area. <laughs> uh, somewhere near, uh, in be halfway in between Baltimore and uh, Washington. Okay. But uh, the main event starts on March the 20th, so check that out. A 1650 main event on Deep WPT Deep Stacks Live in Maryland. Uh, I did want to uh, briefly mention uh, the Borgata, which had just finished up uh, over the weekend. Uh, they played down to a final table. Now, this is one of those events that's going to be played out in Vegas at the Luxor. Uh, the HyperX Arena will play three final tables out there, and uh, the Borgata is one of them. Uh, the interesting thing about this one is that we will uh, have Brian Altman at that final table. Brian, the champion of the Seminole Hard Rock Lucky Hearts Open that just concluded down here, won that event. He has now gone to the final table at uh, the event at the Borgata and is third in chips currently. Uh, so they'll resume that uh, when they play that out in April. Varab Zakarian is the chip leader with almost 12 million chips. James Anderson with just over 10. And Brian just under 10 in third place. Bin Wang, Andrew Hanna, and Nathan Russler will be the other final tableists for that tournament. So we'll keep an eye on that one. The WPT uh, will be moving. Let's see, where do they go next? Uh, they will have, of course, the WSOP uh, circuit is going to Tampa. And that is uh, starting later this week. Uh, Tony is going to be heading up there on Wednesday, I know. So... Uh, they will have the big tournament there. Uh, Brussels is hosting an event this weekend on the WPT in the Philippines in Okada, or Okada, Manila, is uh, February the 14th, and then Germany in Rosvedov, so uh, which is, of course, actually in the Czech Republic, but just outside of Germany. And the next U.S. event will be at Fallsview at the, the Buffalo area, the Fallsview Casino Resort, uh, located outside of Buffalo there on the border of New York and Canada. That is February the 21st. So we'll take a look at that uh, when it comes around, but uh, certainly a lot of stuff to talk about here. The Global Poker Awards, we'll mention that, and we'll save that for our conversation with Tony since he's uh, nominated for one of the awards, but he is up for Tournament Director of the Year. So uh, plenty of things to talk about with Tony always, but I asked him to uh, to put aside uh, uh, the majority of one show to really get to a lot of these things which are going on. And let's find, we'll find out what's happening with him as far as his uh, marketing duties, a whole new uh, aspect of the business. Yeah, and, and Usually and, a, a and, guy who runs the room has to do that. And stuff. my boss, as of last Friday, is now working for him over there. So uh, Ashley, who just started working today, oh, right, as a matter yeah, of okay. fact, in the marketing department with Tony. So, Okay. Uh, we'll, th- we'll talk about her, I guess. We'll mention that and, and at least get his thoughts since you two have uh, her friendship in common. So uh, all that stuff we'll get to, but I do want to take a quick break, get Tony on the line, and then we'll move forward with the show. Tonight's edition of Poker Action Line, we hope you stick around. It's very special with Tony as a guest, and we will be right back with more of the show after these messages. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. 
Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Energy drives our nation's economy and is an important part of our daily lives. By taking steps to become more energy efficient, we can all save money and help reduce our nation's overall energy demand. I'm Energy Secretary Sam Bodman, encouraging you to use Energy Star products and appliances such as dishwashers, washing machines, and thermostats. They can reduce your energy bills by up to 30%. Replacing your existing light bulbs with Energy Star qualified fluorescent lights in the lamps and fixtures throughout your home will save up to 50% on lighting costs. By installing Energy Star storm windows and double pane windows, you can reduce energy loss in your home by 25 to 50%. You have the power to make a difference. By using Energy Star products, you can reduce your home energy bills and help our nation reduce its energy use. More information on Energy Star products and savings can be found at www.energysavers.gov or call toll-free 1-877-337-3463. This powerful savings message is provided by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Alliance to Save Energy. WFO Radio, NHRA Nitro, is all about the NHRA Drag Racing Series. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt, race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO Radio application and at WFORadio.com. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave and Joe from South Florida, the scene of yesterday's Super Bowl. And uh, i got to say, Joe, uh, I would say that the city of Miami, well, the South Florida, let's call it, because it was, let's say, a tri-county event almost, mm-hmm. uh, identified by, as South Beach by all these yeah. no-not announcements. <laughs> and, of course, part of the action was in South Beach. The uh, Fox pregame show was right on the beach there, which was a smart thing because it kept That was Radio Row. Yeah. Uh, South Beach was Radio Row. Ocean Kep- Drive was It kept Radio people Row. away from the stadium. But uh, let's say... Uh, if if you if we're not talking J Lo or Shakira, we are talking about the Guitar Hotel as maybe the star part part of this one of the stars of the show. And Tony Burns joins us now. Tony, you got to be pleased at the way not only the Seminole Hard Rock and the J Lo commercial, but just everything that was talked about and all week long on all the shows uh, presented your property in such a high regard. Yeah, guys, uh, how's it going? Good, uh, good to be back on. It's been a little while. Uh, but, uh, yeah, what a Super Bowl. I mean, uh, you know, everything from the halftime show, the commercial, and all the hype uh, since grand opening leading us into the Super Bowl, uh, what a what a tremendous, uh, you know, turnout to South Florida. And, uh, I, you know, talking to everybody uh, this morning and uh, the few people I talked to said, uh, what a success, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, you deal with poker, but now you have a lot more far-reaching responsibilities with your promotion to uh, Seminole Marketing. Uh, do you actually market the casino? So my new job is Director of Poker Marketing okay. for uh, Seminole Hard Rock Support Services. So started out, uh, I got promoted in September, and then in the last month, I uh, just got moved over to what they call Support Services. So uh, it's an extension. It's kind of like in between uh, Seminole Gaming and Hard Rock International to where, as of right now, it's the three poker rooms. I mark, I help, uh, you know, support the three poker rooms in the state. And then as other projects uh, throughout the country and potentially 
internationally come aboard uh, might get to assist in those as well. And obviously, uh, one of your first uh, big events, uh, obviously you've been through a couple with the uh, ones that you are familiar with, and that's the Rock and Roll Poker Open, the Lucky Hearts Open, which just completed. But now you got Tampa on the map as a big-time facility, and uh, Pablo Perez is a good friend of Joe's that they have worked together in the past, uh, certainly in capable hands there. But uh, you are directly involved with everything to do with the poker operation for the, for the Seminoles. So, yeah, it's a tremendous team effort. You know, I was uh, I spent the four years in Hollywood working directly with Bill Mason and uh, Mr. Larry Frank, who's now my direct, uh, uh, you know, who I directly report to now. Um, but what a, you know, what a product that the Seminole Tribe of Florida and Hard Rock has put together um, over the last 10 years. This April will be the 10th anniversary for uh, the relationship between the WPT and Seminole Hard Rock. Uh, so that's going to be an exciting April. Uh, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a it's been a lot of fun, you know, and to, to be able to grow uh, with the company and and in these relationships, I feel very fortunate and blessed uh, to be a part of such a great team. Was well, it? Isn't that a natural uh, spot for you to uh, uh, look constantly looking ahead instead of? I mean, you always did that before, but you have more of a hands-on with the tournament operations and that sort of thing. Now, uh, you are looking ahead probably to the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open in August and all the planning that goes into that months in advance that the average person doesn't understand or realize. Uh, Tell me about your day-to-day duties now since it's not right in the poker room for the most part. Yeah, so now... um you know, the one thing that they've done in Hollywood and even in Tampa, if you look on the upcoming events on the website, shrpo.com and shrtpoker.com, you'll find that they try to put out their dates as far as they can in advance. And now uh, part of my daily duties are um, I run the Twitter accounts uh, for all three poker rooms, uh, including Coconut Creek. Uh, the websites on the back end, you'll find a lot of the daily posts, um, you know, just updating all that information. And then, you know, there's a lot of projects going on in the background. You know, we're always looking to uh, find ways to enhance the product and, you know, being able to be a part of those uh, projects firsthand and being able to present the properties with some ideas and, you know, get their thoughts. Um, Like I said, in the end, it's a gigantic team effort, uh, you know, between Bill Mason and Hollywood, uh, Kelly Mountner and and Coconut Creek and Pablo Perez up in in Tampa. We do have a, a a terrific team. And uh, I'm like I said, I'm just I'm really I'm really stoked to be in this new role uh, because you know when I was a tournament director in Hollywood, you know I was on social media a lot, um, you know just making sure that everybody knows about the uh, you know what's going on in the world of, uh, of poker in Hollywood, and now I kind of get to do that uh, for the brand, which which I love. Uh, Joe obviously ran a smaller room in uh, Miami for many years, and really probably was responsible for promotion and all that type of thing as well. But now you are, yours is narrowed down a little bit. Joe, t- tell me well, about some of the things you did. First of all, I want to congratulate Tony for, on, on your unbelievable success, uh, Tony. I mean, first of all, the job you did as tournament director to be nationally nominated for tournament director of the year, your, your new promotion here, I mean, you know, congratulations on all of that, Tony. I know the hard work that has to go into into obtaining everything that you've done and obviously you've done a hell of a job for them to promote you after just a few years as tournament director 
What is your angle, Joe? Because you've been in the business for 20-some years. Uh, there was no Facebook. Listen, there was no uh, I'm a lot old. Media. I'm a lot older than Tony, so, you know, there wasn't, we didn't have that pressure, Tony, you know. My, my job was more of handling the room and uh, being the people person with the customers, you know. Uh, that, I, I, I've always been somebody who loved to be, you know, see the players, meet the ones, as Tony knows, being in the, you know, in the room. You know, probably 80% of your clientele are people that are there three, four, five, six times. Sometimes you think they live there and they're getting the mail there, right, Tony, with some of these players? Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. you know, so, you know, you get to know them. And, you, and, you know, I was blessed with a pretty good memory when people would talk to me and tell me personal things because I'd ask, you know, how's the family? And they'd tell me their kid's in college. Next time I'd see them, I'd say, hey, how are they doing in school? Or the dog was sick or whatever. And that was our job back then. You know, the the poker world has changed a whole lot since I started here doing this. You know, the the high hand money is just ridiculous here in South Florida compared to the rest of the country. Um, you know, and now because of social media, and I, I guess as you mentioned, Tony, you you handle the Twitter account for all these things. Those are, those are like foreign words to me. I'm too old for this. My kids are the ones who are involved in all of that, Tony. Yeah, so. Tony, tell me about the social media aspect. That's something pretty new, and you are familiar with uh, putting stuff on Facebook and tweeting, and and I'm sure you're on Instagram as well. But how has that transmission transition been for you? You know, so, uh, Joe, first of all, I really appreciate all those kind words. It means a lot. And, um, you know, to be respected uh, by my peers in the industry means a lot. And, you know, Seminole Hard Rock, uh, Bill Mason, you know, I can't sing enough to, of his praises. And guys like Matt Savage and Mr. Larry Frank just putting me in a position to succeed. And I told those guys uh, that if they ever gave me the opportunity to come on board, I wouldn't let them down. So, and I'm extremely driven by my family, and yeah, it's tough. I mean, between balancing between work and family life, trying to be a good <laughs> husband and, and, and a father, it's uh, it's a juggling act that's tough. And answering, you know, uh, you know, tweets and messages at all hours of the night. You know, I, that's one thing I I kind of kept my phone on. My wife, uh, you know, hit me every now and then, like, "Hey, your your phone just went off," and you know, it might be somebody on the West Coast, not. Uh, you know, understanding that I'm three hours ahead or maybe somebody was in Europe and had an interesting floor call come up. And I've just always tried to make myself available to the players. And I kind of emulated what Matt Savage has done. And I, I said, I'd like to take it to a whole nother level. Um, one of the first things that I, when I took the job, I wanted to make sure that, um, you know, my personal accounts, I tried to push the business side and let everybody know, hey, I'm now running these accounts because I'm trying to pull some of my business stuff away. I mean, I'll still support the brand, but I'm trying to get, I'm trying to use my personal pages more for my, my personal life. Um, it has given me that connection uh, with the players out there. And um, I guess it's, you know, times have changed, right? And you, yep. Joe, you said it, it's, you know, 20 years ago, uh, even 10 years ago, um, you know, that's kind of when social media really started taking off, especially when it came to relaying information to the public. But the one thing I look at is it's free, <laughs> and when it comes to you know free is, is for me is what is, is the joke. But um, you know, you got you got to take advantage of that stuff, and it, that's where our you know the generations are um, focusing their attention. Um, you know, you got uh, some of the you know probably my age group and older are on Facebook, 
and you got some of the newer age that are on Twitter and Instagram, and you know now you saw TikTok. Uh, I haven't ventured into that world yet, but now people are, you know, there's all these new social platforms that keep popping up, and it's so hard to keep track of them all that I try to, I try to, you know, uh, get myself to the to the big three, and um, you know, without cutting myself too thin. Well, Tony, let me tell you something, and it's a powerful tool, obviously. Uh, that's why everybody's on it with the social media, you know, it's, and like you said, if it's free, it's for me. So in, in the corporate world, that's always a good thing. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Tony, listen, you know, you, it, it, thank you for saying that you're impressed. But listen, you've earned everything that you've got, young man. That's, that's, that's amazing what you've done. And I know that at one point in your career, you put your family first and took a demotion down to being a dealer. You know, a lot of people don't know that. You know, people who are smart in this industry and the people that you respect, respect that. You know, they respect, first respect you as a man and, and as a father and, and husband. And, you know, obviously you've earned everything that, that you've been given. And, and I'd be a little remiss, Tony, if I didn't mention, because today I know was the first day of a new hire that you have there. This young lady was my boss for, <laughs> for about a year. And, you know, listen. I, all I could tell you, she's a fantastic, fantastic lady, and um, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm, I'd be willing to wager a lot of money that she's going to be a tremendous hire for you guys because we really miss her where where she was before. Yeah, we're uh, we're excited to uh, add her to our team, and um, you know, and looking forward to the knowledge of. Uh, you know the uh, casino industry that she'll she'll bring to help enhance our product. When so, you when uh, you look back, Tony, uh, you know at at the time when you did have to make a very tough decision and not go to Maryland with the bike because of your your family and wanting to be there. Actually, uh, the the poker uh, demotion to a dealer was actually designed on your part to be able to spend more time at home as the kids are growing up and you you told me that, that you put the children to bed tonight and uh just to be able to be there for dinner and uh, a little bit of talk afterwards and, and bedtime has got to make you feel like you really made the right decision yeah i mean um you know in light of the whole kobe bryant thing you know oh. lebron's speeches talking about you know Put your family first because you just never know in life what's going to happen. Absolutely. You know, Kobe was 41. I'm I'm going to be 38 this year. And you look at in the end, um, when you look back on your life, wh- what you really have till the day you die is your family. Oh, and, uh, and and that's for, for me. Yeah, back in 2013, uh, you know, I had to make a decision. Um, you know, when uh, the birth of my first child, and you know, I was all prepared and ready to go to Maryland, and and then. Uh, you know, I, I was I was all packed up. Boxes were ready to go. Furniture was sold, and you know, and then uh, you know, two weeks before I went, I just said, you know what, this this move in the long term won't be, you know, best for my family. And then my wife's from Brazil, and in that winter, they actually had the coldest, one of the coldest winters on record. Wow. So I think I would have probably been back before <laughs> I would have known it. Um, but uh, yeah, so you know, staying back. Um, luckily, the aisle, you know retained me even after I kind of put my notice in and uh you know put those couple of years in with Stan and then the hard rock jobs came open and uh you know put put back in for the position in that summer and you know probably beat out some really strong candidates at the time and you know the hard rock took a shot on me and and like I told them uh, in my interview and when they hired me I said guys if you put me in this spot I will not let you down I will you know I have a family you know now it was up to 
uh, up to three, you know, with my two daughters. And I said, I'm going to fight hard for you guys and, and show you why I took this job. So, you know, this new job, um, you know, moving over to the, the corporate world um, is a little bit more structured with uh, Monday through Friday, you know, nine to six, you know, I'm at home to put the kids down at seven. But there's still a little bit of travel. Um, next, uh, like you hit, you know, hit on a little earlier, I'll be going up to Tampa uh, Wednesday night, and I'll be up there for the series for the opener. Uh, $600 buy-in, half a million dollar guaranteed. Tampa's uh, first ever circuit event uh, should be an amazing, amazing series. Uh, capped off with the $1,700 buy-in main event and uh, one million dollar guarantee. So it's uh, like I said, Pablo and Yi up there. They're you know, they've been preparing a uh, brand-new event center. I think they're going to get 70-plus tables in there. So I, I've always said that, you know, Tampa, uh, given time, uh, I think their events could be as big or bigger than Hollywood just based on the markets that they pull from. Right, and the lack of competition that they have, too, up there. But uh, just a quick question about uh, taking the job back as a dealer. And I may have asked you this before, but uh, even though it was a relatively short period of time, I guess under two years, but the fact of going back and st- working in a dis- different aspect of the poker room there for a couple of years, how did that benefit you long-term for the things that you are doing now? You know, it's kind of ironic that the person that I didn't go up to work for probably gave me one of the best pieces of as pieces of advice I could have gotten at the time um, was, you know, Tony, sometimes in life you have to take one step back uh, to take many steps forward. And Mike, was absolutely right and you know when i went back to dealing you know he i I saw the business in a different light um you know the people that i worked side by side with i got to look at from a different angle you know because when i started at the aisle in 2007 i was only a dealer for a few weeks before uh vinnie and mike pulled me in the office and asked me to become a dual rate and then just kind of naturally flowed into running the nighttime tournaments so when I started at the aisle, I kind of went right into the supervisory role. Um, then when I went, you know, took a step back all the way to dealer, um, it was just, um, it was just a new appreciation for the business. Um, in a way it kind of humbled me in a, in a, in a, in a sense, because, you know, like I said, in the end, I, you know, I was supposed to go to Maryland. I didn't, I stayed back. I believe everything in life happens for a reason. I mean, Mike Smith and I are still good friends to the day. He called me the other day just to, talk about tournament structures and things like that and i still talk i love talking about the operational side of the business um you know i spent so many years in it but uh yeah it was um like i said it was a tough decision at the time you always try to make the right decision you know um when the when the time presents itself and uh, everything's worked out uh, pretty well so far. Yeah, I'll say. I'll say. Uh, certainly players are going to treat a poker dealer different th- differently than they're going to treat a floor supervisor or a poker tournament director or even a uh, guy who runs the room now or does the marketing. So I guess that has been advantageous for you to get treated uh, by the same people differently in different positions and realize what the uh, what the management people go through. Yeah, I mean, the players, uh, for the most part down here, all treated me with with respect. Um, you know, using using social media to my bent, not, you know, to the benefit, if you want to call it, they knew kind of my life story, what was going on. They knew I just had the birth of my child. Um, so everybody was pretty friendly to me. Um, you know, nobody really asked me um, any, any questions that I felt like, 
were, you know, demeaning or anything like that. So, um, you know, in my growth, um, you know, through the poker world, it's, I've come across a lot of different people and, um, you know, I'm in a, I've been in spots where I've been accessible to talk to people. You know, when you're a dealer, you usually deal for 30 minutes and then you're on to your next table. Now, granted, like Joe said, you're going to have your regulars that are in there, um, you know, a few times a week and you develop those relationships, whether it be about the kids or going to college or like, like I said, the sick dog. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I've been very, very blessed to, to talk to people from all around the world, uh, hearing their life stories, getting to see them come back, you know, especially when it comes to the, the quarterly majors, you know, in Hollywood, um, that was, uh, that was something special. And I really cherish all the, the relationships that I've made. You know, I told the players that even though I've transitioned over this other role, you know, I still want to talk to you. And just like the other day, I was talking to Joe McKeon about, you know, scheduling and, um, you know, just structures, you know, we still, we still bounce things off of one another. Um, like I said, just, you know, Matt Savage kid, uh, teases me and says you left us <laughs> um, <laughs> but i said no i'm still in it but they they like to bust my chops and say no 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 you didn't uh, you left us and i said well what, whatever you whatever you need to say matt that makes you feel better about yourself but uh, <laughs> I, said, no, I said well i did get a i got 11 year uh, 11 months uh served to, to uh to get nominated for the, the poker awards coming up in march yeah, I want to get to that in just a second, but uh, just thinking of all the people that you deal with players-wise. Uh, you mentioned Joe McKeon. There's a World Series of Poker champion, main event champion. You know, you talk to superstars like Negranu and Helmuth and Maria Ho and all those big-name people that the average poker fan would just love to just have them look them in the eye and say hi, but uh, you deal with them on a regular basis. And then it goes all the way down to the new breakout-type players that are coming on the scene and winning some of these tournaments. Uh, Brian Altman comes to mind. I mentioned uh, before you came on that Brian has now made the final table at the Borgata this past week after winning the tournament down in South Florida. So here's a guy that's zooming to the top of the charts. Uh, the guy you pointed out to me, T- Timothy Banks, an older gentleman, gentleman that uh, won the 2200 tournament at the Lucky Hearts. And I, we had a great conversation that we carried on the air last week, one of the nicest people I've met in the game. And that must be thrilling for you to just all the different types of people you deal with. Yeah, I've I've got to see the rise of a lot of superstars. I remember when uh, Jake Schindler and Barry Hutter, uh, you know, were starting out uh, at the aisle, you know, playing, uh, you know, some of the lower, you know, what I call them lower limit tournaments to them now playing in, uh, you know, super high rollers. But, uh, you know, I, I have. I've been very fortunate to talk to the people in the world like your Negranus and Helmuth and have their phone numbers and texts back and forth, uh, with Maria and Chris Moneymaker and Mike Sexton. It's just, it's, um, you know, I got into poker in 2003 on my 21st birthday. I was out in Vegas. You guys know that story. And, um, you know, for the World Series and to come full circle now, uh, you know, being able to be, you know, call Chris Moneymaker a friend and, um, you know, w- watching season two WPT and then doing shuffle up and deals with uh, Mike Sexton and just did a, um, promotional video a short clip with uh vince van patten um i shake my head sometimes i I look back at my poker career and it it just um i don't know i'm just i I can't put into words sometimes how awesome it is that things have come full circle how about astronomical (laughs) yeah and you said it best there's some people that you know you see them they get um you know starstruck they'll see one of their favorite players and 
all they want is a picture or an autograph and and uh you know i don't i don't take for granted that these guys um you know i've got them at the touch of a button to talk to if uh if need be and they respond back uh you know i've i talked to uh Negranu recently um you know after the player of the year thing and um we were just chatting about the you know the no limit uh you know versus uh, re- you know unlimited reentries and talking about getting them back down here to Florida and, and, you know, finding out where those guys are, you know, like Helmuth. And um, it's, uh, it's been, it's been really cool. To, to say the least, that, 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 that doesn't even cover it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, let's talk just a little bit about what's coming up for you. You uh, you have the Tampa tournament that you're leaving on this week. Uh, to, uh, you mentioned a couple of the events that are going to be played there. But the first big, big tournament for Tampa, uh, Coconut Creek uh, dipped their toe in the water and actually had two in a year uh, over the past couple of years. Then they went back to one, and now this year, uh, Tampa gets the old uh, Palm Beach Kennel Club slot uh, for a Florida slot in February, which is, it just doesn't get any better than that as far as the season goes. And uh, I'm sure they're ready to go. Yeah, yeah, they're ready to go. We uh just putting some finishing touches out on uh, social media. The property, uh, and I say quietly, underwent a $720 million expansion. Uh, <laughs> And they opened up on October 3rd, which was three weeks before Hollywood. But so much focus was on the guitar and the $1.5 billion expansion here that I tell people, I said, Tampa's a monster. And if you, unless you're, if you've been there and you've walked that, that area, it's huge. Yeah. And they have put some amazing pieces of uh, memorabilia in there, like the Elvis uh, piano. But the amenities, I mean, there's a brand new hotel there as well and people don't realize that Tampa is is a, is a monster and you have to check it out. I, I've I, been uh, I've been there but not since I'm, I'm the really new room opened. To being up there. Uh, I haven't What's seen that? I haven't seen the new room but I have been to Tampa and uh it is a really nice facility. It was then and now seven hundred twenty million dollars later. But you say quietly and people wonder what you're talking about because uh the guitar hotel got so much press and so much discussion that people didn't realize that they had a one not as big, but nearly as big, and they had stars like Keith Urban there for their opening and uh it was a huge day there. So the whole property, uh, the whole company is just taking off at the same time. Yeah, it's it, it was it was a really cool grand opening for there, and um, they've uh, they've done an amazing job up in Tampa as well. And like I said, now 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 the uh, the stage opens for major tournaments there, and I hope that uh, this event is just the start of um, you know many to come. They'll have uh, the WPT Deep Stacks will be there in June, and then another uh, circuit stop in September. So you know the next uh, over over the next few months. Um, you know, Seminole Hard Rock Poker is, is going to be jamming. And here in Hollywood, you have the Escalator. That was your baby. Uh, third year for that, I guess? Uh, year four. Oh, um, okay. I had that idea back uh, way back when, right before Mike Smith and I were heading up to Maryland. I kind of pitched it to Mike, and he says, all right, well, let's keep that one on the back burner because, you know, he knew we were heading up north. And, um, you know, at the time, you know, the Florida Million was going off. $1 million, you know, was and kind of still is, you know, that, you know, you start getting into the set seven figures of guarantees, uh, you start to perk the interest of, of the players. And didn't reinvent the wheel on anything, but just put uh, four price points and four guarantees that totaled a million dollars. And, yeah, the escalator is going to be uh, set to set to 
start right after the circuit. Uh, I believe it's on February 18th. Okay. And uh, you, you mentioned uh, the Qatar Hotel. Just would like to have you expand a little bit more on looking at it from the inside out, how that has been uh, uh, successfully put together. I mean, I haven't even been over by the uh, the pools and all the... Uh, the uh, vacation areas back there, but I, you know, I've seen it from the parking garages, and it just looks so fantastic. Uh, the increase in restaurants, in shops, in the uh, casino floor, uh, the fact that you still have, uh, you know, a huge ballrooms to use, but you also have the Hard Rock Live, which is a new tremendous concert venue. All of that combined. Uh, what are your thoughts from being on the inside? You still got to be uh, pretty much shocked. Yeah. It's- something to marvel at i i you know they it's something that i think is better than vegas you know because of just how modern it is and i'm not taking anything away from vegas vegas so i will i've always said vegas will be vegas but to have it in our backyard um one of the nicest poker rooms that i've ever seen built um i've been around the country i've seen different poker rooms but this 45 table room is unreal and I haven't heard many uh, complaints. I don't think anybody can really complain about a brand-new poker room. Um, you know, obviously, when uh, you get things going, you know, you get through some of the grand opening hiccups, but Bill Mason and the, and the squad have done an amazing job over there. Um, but, yeah, once you walk around the property, you can get lost in it, you know, and seeing all the different amenities from uh, the new restaurants, the new spa, the promenade area. you got the nightclub, day club, the new pool. Um, there's so many water activities out there to do as well. If you, if you saw the Super Bowl commercial, I think one of the scenes was Jennifer uh, was was either wakeboarding or paddleboarding, and right. and uh, you know the the cabanas out there and the Bora Bora. Um, you know, it's uh, it's something where you know people can come into town, they can spend a full week here and probably still not do it all. And what was it like for Super Bowl week? So I uh, I tried to steer clear. I, uh, <laughs> I um, can't blame you there. I heard. Uh, yeah, I was on I was on call uh, waiting to hear about Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, she was there um, on Saturday, and uh, if you saw her, I believe it was either Vince Van Patten or it might have even been her uh, Twitter account. She got poker lessons from Vince. Yeah, I saw that on uh, Poker News today. Yeah, so there was kind of some some hope that maybe she would uh, come and play some poker. Um, I don't. She didn't make it to the room, from what I understand. But I was, uh, I was hopeful to come in. But uh, everybody that I talked to said it was uh, extremely busy. Um, the cash game business on Saturday. Uh, Bill Mason had a great, uh, the February Big Slick tournament. Uh, the $1,100 buy-in, 50,000 guarantee, attracted 88 entries. Wow. Uh, they had an outright winner. I think he won either it was somewhere between 25, 27,000 um, dollars, and then. Uh, you know, then the game yesterday, I, I just saw pictures snapped. They had a big uh, watch party there, and um, you know, also I think uh, they had they had different DJs and and uh, music celebrities on top of NFL. Uh, I think Drew Brees was there, Ray Lewis, and uh, yeah, it was uh, an amazing weekend. And I look forward to talking to everybody as the as the week progresses uh, to find out all the stories from this weekend. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, we're running low, low on time here, as always. It just flies by when we talk with you, Tony. But uh, I do want to give, don't give, 
not to give short short shrift to the American Poker Awards, which is now called the Global Poker Awards, uh, because it includes play, players and uh, tournaments and uh, personalities from all over the world coming up. You've been nominated once again uh, yeah. for the job that you just left, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I said, joking earlier, I uh, uh, got uh, 11 years of tournament director service, so I guess that qualified me. <laughs> and uh, but no, to, to be to make the list again, um, you know, to be on the semifinalist, and then to find out I got voted into the top four, um, it means a lot. And uh, I joke around. I said this is the last chance of romance. If we don't win it this year. Uh, I've been joked with this, to might as well just stay in Vegas. But uh, I hope I hope to bring this one home and um, you know win lose draw. It's it's an honor to be in the building um, to be recognized by my peers. And, uh, you know, I want to make uh, my family in South Florida proud and, and bring the hardware home. Uh, you obviously uh, are good friends with Matt Savage and uh, Matt up for two awards this year, uh, Industry Person of the Year and Tournament Director of the Year. Uh, so that's, there's the opening for you, Industry Person of the Year next year. So uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your friendship with Matt and, and how much that has done for you over the years. I know you, you always give him credit. And he's on the other coast, but he uh, he keeps a close eye on you. Yeah, I mean we we're in a uh, group thread and uh, with a lot of the different tournament directors and managers around the country. Uh, you know Jordan Cutter, Justin Hammer, Ben Irwin. Um, you know those guys uh, love keeping wraps on them. Paul Campbell and uh, Jesse up in uh, Jacksonville. We we have a fun group thread, and it's always uh, fun to talk about different rulings or situations that come up at uh, the venues and um, bounce ideas off one another, making sure that, you know, some of the core establishments around the country are staying in line with one another. Um, and, uh, but yeah, Matt, uh, he uh, came over to my house for Thanksgiving this year and we were just sitting around and just kind of reminiscing. I was looking through my emails and I pulled up the first email that I sent to him in 2011, wow. introducing myself to him. And, uh, you know, to think that, you know, this year will be nine years that we've, you know, become friends. And, uh, you know, he he truly cares about poker. Um, he answers every question, may it be simple or complex. And that's, um, you know, he took the time to answer me back. And when he was in town in uh, 2013, I believe, we sat down for our first chat, you know, out, uh, I think it was Tattoo, when Tattoo was still at the Hard Rock. <laughs> and, and, and just, uh, you know, just shot the breeze and talked shop and told him about my aspirations. And, and then since then, you know, you know, then getting the job in 2015, we started to work hand in hand and going to the TDA meetings. And uh, it's, um, like I said, I'm, I'm very, uh, uh, very happy to call him a friend. Like I said, he, he calls me like his little brother, but we pick on each other quite a bit. And, <laughs> um, but no, he's, uh, yeah, like I said, he's one of the greatest in the industry, and um, you know, lucky to talk to him and, and people like Jack Eiffel as well, and Paul Campbell, and it's a uh, it's a very uh, awesome awesome crew to be associated with. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, your role on the other side of the table. You may tr- like to try to keep it on the down low, but I saw some uh, some hardware entering the uh, Burns household from the poker table with a win at the aisle a couple of weeks ago. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, we, uh, every now and then we get out and about, uh, we, we definitely keep that on the down low. 
But uh, yeah, no, no hardware to bring home. But we we brought home some hard cold cash. Yeah. Cash is pink. So no, I, you know what? I like to get out every now and then and and play and see the players. Um, one of the things I I joked around about is I would go incognito. I'd wear a hat or glasses or just put a hood up, and and nobody would recognize me for a few blind levels. And I would just genuinely get to hear what they had to say about poker, what they had to say about the aisle, what they had to say about the hard rock. what, And it, you would just get organic feelings and reactions. And then I would either take my hood off or take the glasses off or pull my hat off. And they're like, oh, shit. Or, excuse my friend. Hey, <laughs> like, you know, you, you got us. And, you know, just like re-listening the whole time. <laughs> and it's, but no, it's, um, but, but... It, it's, made me re- it's made me relatable to the players. And I think they appreciate that too. When you can understand where they where they come yeah, from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I went out not to tell the bad beat stories, but I got one outed and two outed. Uh, you know, for for final table uh, in the, on the final table over at a venue that I, I care not to mention. <laughs> my, my places to play are very. Uh, are very limited, guys. Yeah, so I'm sure. I don't want to, you know. Give no, out no, my, I'm my sure. But thoughts. seriously, that's important. Not only from the angle you just mentioned to, to, to obtain information on how the players feel directly uh, right at the table, but also to just put yourself in the position to feel, uh, you know, the questions that you have and and the way other people handle tournaments, and maybe even something you can learn occasionally. Yeah, it's. It's key, you know. If you, you have to be able to listen to the players, you have to show empathy um, to them. And I think, like I said, that's been a big key to my, you know, to my success. Um, because I'll take that information and I'll take it to, you know, even my job today. But over the last four years, you know, I put in a little bit more table time. Um, you know, now I just really cherish more as my girls are getting older. Um, spending time with them, um, my time yeah. is definitely is uh, is a little bit more limited. Um, but I like, wow. like I said, I still love the game. I like to get out. Um, I still, uh, I can still, uh, you know, every now and then it's like riding a bike. You get back on, and it's nice to find a cash here and there. And um, well, J- Joe, Joe, Joe will tell you that from experience that they uh, they grow up so fast. They go to college, they move away, they get married. So he's been through all of that, so he'll invite you to Tony, do, uh, keep I'm, I'm hearing you, and it feels like I'm reliving some of my life here without all that great <laughs> success that you have. But, yeah, I have three daughters, and now I'm a grandfather to two boys. And, uh, like I said, I appreciate what, what you've had to do for your family. And I had to do that. And I used to love playing poker, and I played in a lot of places. But once I became the boss, and they got older in private schools and everything else, you know... <laughs> All of that took a went on the back burner, you know, to to earn money and and to continue to you know grow my career at that time. So, congratulations! I'm I'm so happy to hear somebody your age because my oldest daughter's 34. You said you're 38. So you know to yep. hear somebody who who knows his priorities and yes, obviously mentioning what happened, the tragedy with Kobe and his daughter and all the other people, you know, it, it puts it in perspective, doesn't it, Tony? Life is short. You know, no matter oh, how much. No, no matter how much success, 100%. you know, no matter how much success you get and, and the awards that, you know, I'm, we're, gonna, we're rooting real hard for you to win this year. You know, none of that in the long run beats family. None of that. No, none of it. Like, you're absolutely right. And I, once again, I appreciate you guys that, uh, you know, look back on our relationship with you guys. Uh, you guys had me on the show. I think one of the first times I uh, just kind of got started at the aisle, you know, uh, probably eight years ago. And. Um, you know, I, I've always enjoyed uh, our conversations uh, uh, on and off uh, 
the uh, the record if you would be and um I, I wish you guys continued success with the show and uh, let's uh let's have some fun this uh this year with uh Seminole Hard Rock Poker like this, there you uh, go absolutely this, this this series is going to be a good one up in Tampa and the 10th year anniversary at uh at Hollywood leading into uh SHRPO this uh, this August should be, should be a great cap out to the season. Absolutely. Are you going to have a booth out in Vegas this year? Uh, that's uh, to be determined. Okay. Uh, we we're we're uh, in talks. Um, I think the intent is to be there, uh, but we're just finalizing. You know, looking over budgets and all that good stuff that uh, comes with uh, you know preparing uh, uh, preparing the booth. Tony, you've always been uh, very uh, generous with your time, and we appreciate it again tonight. Uh, good luck on the in the Global Poker Awards, and I guess uh, more immediately, good luck uh, with the series in Tampa. Thank you. Appreciate it very much, and I uh, hope to see everybody up in Tampa uh, that listens to the show. And, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, next month after the awards ceremony we can uh, – Bring the uh, trophy into the uh, into the studio and, there you and talk go. about that. Uh, there be you great. go, Tony, Tony. Thanks again. We appreciate it. Tony, safe trip up to Tampa and uh, good luck, man. All right, thanks, guys. Okay, bye bye. Uh, Tony Burns uh, continues. Man, that, uh, every that time we turn the corner, it's 45 minutes. I know, or 50 I know. minutes almost with that young man. Every, every, I mean, every time really we turn, flew. every time we turn around, he gets another promotion. So uh, I don't know. He, listen, he might be president. So, he might be listen, president he, by the end of the year. He's so humble, but you know, for him to achieve everything that he's achieved at this age, and and the trust that they have in him, you know, that just lets you know what a great worker, you know, what a great guy he is. And to continue having, like he said, the, those contacts with all those great, great, great mentors and people in yeah, the poker world—that's amazing. Yep, I want a member of the Mike Mike Smith tree. There you go. <laughs> Very proud one. But certainly uh, starting his own tree from the ground up. I believe. Oh yes, I'm sure. I'm sure that'll happen. <laughs> exactly. Okay, let's take one last break here on the show. We'll come back with a final segment and finish things up. Uh, our thanks to Tony for spending a good 45 minutes with us once again. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, one of the leaders in this community of the poker world, and it's always great to have him around. We'll be right back to finish up the show when we return. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. 
We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available. So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them, but I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Final segment of the program. Big Dave and Joe, and uh, we'll finish things up here. Uh, just to let you know, uh, the Seminole Hard Rock uh, in Tampa hosts the World Series of Poker Circuit, and that begins February 7th, uh, 12 rings in 12 days, and they will have the main event, as Tony mentioned, a $1,700 uh, main event coming up up there. I'm sure a lot of the Miami contingent will be hitting up. There's no doubt about that. Uh, right on the heels of that, uh, the Escalator Series at the Seminole Hard Rock will take place, and uh, that will be uh, February 19th, the first weekend. Uh, there are four weekends in a row, uh, the first one is a $150 buy-in tournament with uh, six opening flights. That all starts February 19th. Then they move to $250 buy-ins and six more flights, actually seven flights for that one. Uh, seven flights to open. That is February 26th through March 1st. Then they go to the 360 buy-in with a 300000 guarantee, March 4th through the 8th. And uh, that will have six opening flights and also six opening flights in the final which is March 11th through the 15th, the 570 buy-in. Now, the, the rub there is every player that reaches the final table during the first three events will receive a ticket into the following week. So uh, besides the money that you win there, you got a uh, special shot there. And each event's winner will also receive an added seat, the $3,500 WPT Showdown Championship event in May. So... Great tournament, as Tony mentioned. This is the fourth year for that. Four different tournaments on four consecutive weekends starting February 19th. So check that out over there. Uh, after that, there is a deep stack series at the Hard Rock in May, May 14th through the 25th. And then, of course, uh, the showdown. Actually, the showdown comes first, April 16th through May 5th uh, before that. So uh, plenty of events at the Seminole Hard Rock. Uh, we will also keep you up to date on uh, what's happening over at the aisle. I mentioned Vinny Gatto, who is also a Mike uh, Smith disciple, and he just got the job, the head job at the aisle uh, about 10 days ago. I got an article coming out, a little mention about that in uh, Annie Up Magazine, coming out on March the 1st. But they will be having their battles at the beach, and the exact dates are coming out any day now. And we'll keep you up to date on all those, what happens over there. One of the great tournaments, in fact, that that was uh, one of the major tournaments in this town before the Hard Rock really took off. But uh, uh, we keep an eye on all these things here in South Florida. I'm sure Coconut Creek will have some events as well. And a couple smaller events. Uh, Dane, you mentioned on April uh, they will have an event, a uh, $250 buy-in with uh, a nice guarantee on that one, and also highly, I talked to the people there in uh, March, they will have an event as well. So uh, keep an eye on everything down here in South Florida. Don't be afraid to uh, travel across the state and, uh, and patronize this upcoming event because 
Florida is taking off and is becoming just the mecca for the sport of poker. So I uh, really do appreciate it. Thanks to Tony for being with us tonight. Thanks to Joe. Uh, G-O-U as well. Appreciate it. We'll be back next week with another edition of Poker Action Line. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 